to the intentional bride, a space created to nurture your heart in God's love. Let's get intentional. Welcome to another episode of the Intentional Bride. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the space where your life will be transformed in intentionality for my dear Jesus. I invite you to have relationship with him and to be intentional in that so that you can live a life of freedom, love, and empowerment. My guest today, Tim Winders, is a performance coach, author, and the host of the Seek Go Create podcast. He redefined success in leadership, business, and ministry. One of the things that drew me in to have Tim as my guest on the show was his love and intentionality in relationship with God. And even as he grows himself and as he's successful in everything that he does, he largely, largely relies on relationship with Jesus and how that has guided him to become the man that he is today. I am very excited about this interview and i hope that you enjoyed this as much as i did working on this without further ado welcome to this episode so welcome to my podcast team excellent great to be here noni i appreciate the invite you're most welcome tim in your own words tell us about your relationship with jesus well my relationship is definitely personal Definitely, to use a word that you use on your podcast, intentional, mm-hmm. and and definitely complex in that I don't know that I always fully understand what he's doing or what I'm attempting to do, and I think that keeps me on my toes. So that gives you a, a diverse <laughs> view of mm-hmm. my relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can completely relate. It does feel a lot like, you you know, you can't really tell if you're coming or going. It's just about obedience. Well, it is. And one of the, I guess maybe this is a a challenge or maybe it's the, the, the way the journey is is probably very similar to our relationship with our spouses or anyone else yeah. that we're close to. The more we get to know them, we can get more comfortable, but also we can get more, I don't know, understand that maybe it's bigger than we originally thought. Uh, I, I think if I look on my, my journey as a follower of Christ, you know, there was this initial, uh, initial wave of, of just, you know, joy of salvation experience. And, you know, obviously, you know, we have the, the thought of eternal life and, and those are things that I think are the first things that I had as, as a, as a believer and a follower of Christ going on 30 years ago. And so you start that journey and you begin to study more and you, you pray and you, you know, you learn about the Holy Spirit and you learn about the father and, and his son Christ. And, and so the, the more, you know, I, I guess one thing noting that's weird is mm-hmm. I, my personality is I like to think at times that I have some wisdom and knowledge, and I'm sure I'm not the only person that's this way. But the more I know, the more I, the more I kind of go down that path, the more I realize that I don't know that much. 
if that makes sense. It's like, it's like, I get, I get, uh, the, I don't know if that's maturity. I don't know if it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, that, but the older I get and the more, the deeper I get into this relationship, I recognize how foolish I was early on and how little I knew. (laughs) So, so I think that's kind of interesting. Yes. I, I once listened to Joyce Meyer say that someone asked her what her prayer life is like. And she just said, you know, it's a lot of help me, help me, Jesus, <laughs> help me, help me, Jesus. And I absolutely related with her because it's a lot. She, she said, people think it's deeper than that, but it's asking for a lot of guidance. It's a lot of humility and just taking it a day at a time. Yes, it certainly is. I recently, this might actually be a good answer for your question. I was looking back at some of my journals, which are primarily prayer journals. I mean, sometimes they're just, you know, putting some things on paper, but they're primarily conversations with God or prayers for me. And Noni, I was, I was going back and my wife and I did something very interesting. I I was looking at the journals over the last, say, 24 months, maybe 36 months, maybe the last two to three years, which incorporates quite a transition in culture and also for us personally. And and as I was going through reading them, what I would do is we would stay up at, at night and I would read through a few of the entries in my journal out loud. And my wife was listening in on them probably for the first time. Sometimes we share with each other what our journals say. And, and, and it was all through a time that we were, we were going through some, I I mean, like we all go through challenges, you know, Mm. but we were going through some challenges with some people that we were interacting with that were other Christians. And so I was asking the Lord a lot of why, 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 and then we have grown children. And, you know, I was asking the Lord a lot about, you know, why is this going on? And our children are doing very well, but you know, as parents, we all want them to live a life of joy and fulfillment and mm. to live to their full potential. And so I would say, why is this going on? But the the interesting thing that Noni is that we also read through that journal, all that occurred over the last, as we're recording as the last 12 months, as the world entered into a pandemic. And I, I, I sort of was saying, Lord, what is going on in the world? <laughs> and and and, yeah. and she said, "Well, and, and you know, but was what was so interesting about it, Noni, is that I the way I journal and the way I converse with the Lord, I believe, mm-hmm. is all of this is kind of personal. But I write out, you know, my prayers, my requests, my thoughts. I just kind of get some things out of my head, yeah. and then on my journal, there's this little squiggly line, and then after that is usually what I perceive." to be his response back Mm -hmm. to me because I do believe we have the ability to have two-way dialogue with the father with our heavenly father and I believe that that's what what Christ did to reconnect us with our creator with the father did on not just on the cross but the resurrection that reconnected us Noni Mm -hmm. and so I have these responses written down where the Lord I believe responds to me and what's interesting is the Lord rarely rebuked me for my whining because you know as as humans we don't like whiners you know as parents or Mm -hmm. whatever it's like all right kids stop whining but he rarely now now and sometimes he would ignore my whining truthfully he would just say something to the effect of i told you that the world 
was going to have, you know, issues, that the Babylonian system was going to be crumbling. I told you that. You shouldn't be surprised. But he never said, Tim, stop whining. He never said mm -hmm. that. So, mm -hmm. so anyway, that, that gives you a real glimpse that no one's ever asked me and I've never shared with anyone into mm -hmm. the way I have relationship with the Father. To be honest, that's very beautiful, uh, Tim, because I have similar seasons with him every morning, or at least I try do it every morning. And I, I write down my thoughts and everything that I'm going through. And just like you, I say, okay, it's your turn, respond. And I write it down. And I do believe that God does answer us in that way. And he's sometimes it's not the response you expect, but it always sheds light into what you're going through. And it's it's so intimate and so special it's just really something, you know, you just really can't explain it unless you experience it. So I do understand what you're saying. So um, the next question I have, though, you've gone through many seasons in your life from running uh, very successful businesses. But what was the distinct moment where God called you to do seek or create? And how did that change the trajectory of your life? Hmm. It's a very good question, and it has multiple layers to it, Noni. Yeah. We, from an early age, and I don't know if it was because of the times that I grew up in or where I grew up uh, or, you know, something with my parents or whatever, I wanted to succeed. And I was very driven to succeed in the business arena, financially, you know, always just wanted to uh, do well. And I chased after that. And I use that word very intentionally. I chased after money and finance and business and all of my education that I did was geared towards that. And, and it, and it changed somewhat when I became a follower of Christ. That was shortly after my wife and I were married. We got married in the late 80s and in the early 90s is when I, when I became a follower of Christ. But I was still involved with business. I, I you know, embarked on my spiritual journey, but I was still, and I still feel strongly that I'm wired to be strategic and to do things in the business arena. And so Noni, I did that. I did that all throughout while I was growing in Christ and learning things. And we did that all through the early 2000s. We had companies that were doing very well. They were all in real estate. We lived in a big house on a, on a golf course and, you know, had all of the things that people would look at and say, wow, you know, those people are doing very, very well. And then Noni, that leads us up to 2008, where, and, and, and listen, I was a follower of Christ. There was never any, I was backsliding or anything like that. There was never anything that, uh, you know, I could point to and say, oh no, you know, that, you know, the Lord was not pleased with me or anything like that. But in 2008, we had multiple companies. We had quite a bit of real estate all of it was valued, we'll just say in the millions of dollars. Okay. I, I won't go into detail, but just know that we were doing very well. Mm -hmm. And the key thing for people to hear is all of it was in real estate. And I know you have an international audience and most people will remember, you know, the, the great recession downturn, whatever we call it in 2008, but particularly in the United States, it really 
created, there was a real bubble in real estate and it created a lot of hardship for people in that business. Mm. So we watched everything erode and, and the, the, the quick portion of the story is about 2013, we had gone through bankruptcy, lost our home, become homeless, moved everything, gotten rid of almost everything we own and we're pretty much living in or out of an old Honda van that we owned and so we were nomads or homeless at the time but the question you asked was about seek go create and during those times noni from say 2009 to 2013 we were still living in this big house and i didn't really know what to do in business which was very different for me i'm usually very decisive maybe to a fault, but I usually know exactly what I'm trying to accomplish, exactly what I'm trying to do. And I didn't know what to do. I had no idea what to do. I was crying out to the Lord and asking, you know, Lord, just use me. You know, what, what do you need me to do? Where do you want me to go? Whatever, whatever you need, I will do that. And I was doing this at times on long walks on golf courses and the way they did the golf courses where we were Noni, they, they had so many golf courses that on each day of the week, one of them was closed for maintenance and to cut the grass and all that. So I would walk on the courses that weren't being played on. So it wasn't like I was walking and golf balls were flying all around me and I was being hit or anything, but I, I was just, I was just walking and conversing with the Lord. We were just walking together in this beautiful setting. It was in a lake golf community, beautiful homes all around me. And I just really saw a lot of our success crumbling around me. And Noni, as I was doing that, it was a it was over the course of you know weeks and weeks and months and months and maybe even years. I felt as if the Lord gave me some instructions. And the instructions revolved around three, really four words, but three words that you asked about. The first word was seek. The second word was go. The third word was create. And there was a fourth word that the Lord added at that time that we don't use in the title of our podcast and our YouTube channel, but it's there that we bring in every once in a while. And that's the word now, N-O-W, now, not in the past, not in the future, now. And so seek, go, create now became a phrase, it became a mantra, it became instruction for me and all that I was going about doing. And many times I would kind of tuck it away. Sometimes it would rear itself back up again as as my wife and I traveled, we spent time in Australia, New Zealand and traveled all over the U.S. as nomads, still homeless. We were not doing it with a lot of money, but, but those words kept coming up and, and kind of the, I guess the rest of the story, just to make this even longer than it already is, is that, uh, is that I felt compelled. I felt an instruction to start our podcast Back in the summer of 2019, almost two years ago, not quite two years ago, and I was trying to come up with all these names, and and you may have done the same thing when you were naming your podcast, The Intentional Bride, and 
you know, you're looking for all these things. And I was looking at Greek words out of the Bible and I was looking at what we were going to be doing with it. And my son, who really is our engineer and does some branding for the podcast, he said, dad, you've always talked about these words, seek, go create. He said, why don't you just call the podcast that? And I said, well, you know, that's a great idea. I said, can you do anything with the branding and the logo and the artwork? He goes, yeah, let me do something. And so he came up with just what I consider to be great, you know, branding and artwork for, for what we do. And so that's really kind of how it was versed. And so it's really uh, some foundational words that we use as a guide in all that we do. What aspect of God's love carried you through that season? Now, after the success, everything's faced recession, you're walking into this season of sequel create. What aspect of his love would you say carried you through the most then? Well, what we noticed during that time, Noni, and when I say we, I mean my wife and I, mm-hmm was that we had been, I'll say achievement oriented, works oriented, and we love the Lord and we believe that the Lord loved us. But we also thought that our efforts counted towards our success and that our efforts, our works in many ways allowed God to, you know, to, to love us, to bless us. And so what we really learned was that it has nothing to do with us and our work and our effort. He loves us regardless of that. And during that time, Noni, we, we didn't have any finances <laughs> to mm-hmm. speak of. Mm-hmm. We had some people that would help us from time to time, but, but we went through some phases that one of the early phases that we call right after 2013, that we went through what we call the manna phase. And it's like the old Testament, you know, children of Israel, where we would be going and we would look at, you know, we don't have a place to stay, we don't have food, we don't have resources. And then all of a sudden something would happen and we would realize that because of his love, he had poured out some manna to us so that we could go another day, so that we could have a place to stay, a place to lay our heads. And interesting, we were living in homes that we didn't build. (laughs) We were house-sitting. We started house-sitting, Noni, as we traveled around. Mm. And so he would lead us to places that we stay, and we were obedient, and, you know, we were anxious at times, but trying not to be. And then and then we moved to a phase that we call our miracle phase, where we we would get larger chunks of finances that would allow us to think a little bit more beyond just that day, uh, that we would be able to look, you know, maybe a month or two down the road or look a little bit ahead. And, and then gradually, as we moved into like 2015 and 16, we moved into a phase that we recognize now is just really being a blessing and that we're just walking in his blessing because he just pours out his resources to us at all times and just shows us his love for us because it really had now we've got assignments to do and we're supposed to do certain things but it has very little to do with our effort and that's the beauty 
of the unconditional love that he has for us. Wow, I don't know if you understand the the power of your story. It's really uh, such a powerful story because where I come from, we're very success oriented, very based on achievement and titles. And to hear you who says that you come from a space of loads of success to now God taking you through this journey of redefining you, that is for me, my my work here is done. If that's a story that comes through, that you can see God's love come through for you and give you direction and just you know create a narrative, seek go create now. It's so powerful. Could you tell us more about Seek Go Create in terms of the podcast, what it's about? Sure. Yeah. One of one of the things, this was in going back summer of 2019. Noni, because of the journey that we had gone on, I really probably was dealing with some shame. And listen, we'd been very successful, had a lot of investors, financial, and then and then we went to nothing or less than nothing. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really feel as if I had a message to get out and, and listen, I'm wired. I've always, I've spoken a lot from stages. I've shared a lot. I'm a teacher coach by nature is what I do, but I just really did not want to consistently, I guess, put myself out there (laughs) anymore, you know, but, but at the time I was working with a client, I do have a lot of business clients and we've been blessed to do a lot of things since, uh, you know, our, our, our transition that's really blessed us financially. And, and we've got more financial resources now than we've ever had. And so in the summer of 2019, we were on the Oregon coast. We live and travel now in an RV. So mm-hmm. we, um, we are, are, are just kind of living. Yeah. Right now I'm, yeah, I'm speaking to you. I'm in the passenger seat of the RV, which is where oh, wow. my office is. Oh, that must be fantastic. And, <laughs> and um, yeah, and so we were on the coast of Oregon. We were just about 25, 30 feet from Coos Bay, right on the water there. And the Lord had been working with me on doing something with a podcast because there was a client that I had that had a podcast and it was in a very specific business and it wasn't really sharing a what I would call a life-changing message. It was very good educational information, but not impactful. And the Lord, it just kept welling up inside of me. And I'm very strategic. I'm an engineer by training. That's my undergraduate degree is in industrial engineering, Noni. Mm. But the only instruction that the Lord gave me was to share. (laughs) I mean, and that's not really that much of a strategy. I mean, it's just like share. Okay, share what? But then I knew, but yeah, but because I've got a lot of connections and I've got quite the uh, contacts and people that I know, I really wanted to do long form interviews and talk to people like, you know, people that have written, you know, million selling books like we've interviewed and people that were founders of corporations and worked in Silicon Valley and, you know, startup businesses. And then also people of faith and in ministry and, and, you know, all of these people that I had connections with that I could easily connect with, but I said, all right, Lord, let's start. And I'm going to interview these people. And the Lord said, no, I want you to start by telling your story. Wow. 
And Noni, I, I, I paused because people knew about it. We didn't hide the fact that we had gone through what we had gone through, but you know, we had never put it out there for the world to digest it, you know, like a podcast, you know, you put it out there and it's there for everyone to hear and share and comment on and thumbs up, thumbs down, all those things, you know? Mm. And so, so he told me that before I could get to all my fun stuff and my interviews and talking about leadership and really talking about even our lifestyle, living in the RV, that I had to go over our story. So literally episode one is titled homeless and bankrupt. <laughs> and, <Wow. laughs> and, and I turn on the mic and, and I usually have a pretty firm, you know, voice, but if you go listen to episode one, that <laughs> was released in, I think October of 2019, you'll yeah. almost hear my voice quivering with Aww. just sharing that. Uh, so we did season, season one was the journey. And my wife got on a few episodes with me so that she could share her part of what we went through. And so there's about six or seven episodes that we started with that was just really unpacking and going to, into a lot more detail of what we're discussing here. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, we got a lot of great feedback from that. It was released at a unique time and people said they were so thankful that someone was that transparent and vulnerable because a lot of people have gone through stuff. We're not the only people that have ever gone through a struggle. And part of the value of the conversations that you're able to have and that we're able to have, Noni, is that we're able to share these things with people. So that's that was season one. And then we talked about, you know, how we live as a nomad in RVs. And then I talked about leadership. I've got a season that I'm super proud of that's called The Ultimate Leader. It's a very unique look at what I believe is kingdom of God leadership and Mm -hmm. a definition that very few people have ever seen or or I haven't seen it talked about. And then in early 2000 and uh, 2020, we started doing uh, interviews where I was able to communicate and do long form interviews, 60 minutes plus with people like uh, one of the founders of Netflix and uh, ministry leaders and people that have written some powerful, phenomenal books and other podcasters. And so, so really that's what it's done now. And we're fast approaching our 100th episode. And the, the, the way we really say we do it, you actually brought it up earlier. You talked about redefining kind of who we are. We really say that what we do there is we redefine success in leadership, business, and ministry. We really pull all of those together and we help people see that how culture and society has defined success may not be the way we need to define it for ourselves. That's really a a strong theme of what we do. Yeah, that's really good. That's really powerful. And I think for my listeners, they would, you know, they would really want to know as a God-centered guy, how have you incorporated God and business now moving forward, now that you've come through and you've redefined everything? How do you incorporate him into your strategy? Well, the, the question is great because I think it's a struggle that most people have in our current culture. I'll just call it first world culture. There is this real struggle between how we pursue our professions, vocations, businesses, whatever, and then how we incorporate our faith into that. 
And I had this conversation with someone recently, Noni, and so I'll, mm. I'll share it. We kind of have to understand the history of why we struggle with it. And may go back deeper than this. It might be something that the enemy has baked into, you know, the way we are. But if we go back to, let's even look at 2000 plus years ago, biblical times, there was the Roman culture. And then prior to that, there was the Greek, the Greece, the culture of Greece and the Greco culture. And the way they did their lives is they separated everything out. They had a segmented life. They had their work. They had their entertainment. They had their family. They had their education. They had their political structures. They had their faith or spiritual. All of that was separated out and different. And the reason that that was so unique at the time is it was very different than the Middle Eastern cultures, primarily the nation of Israel, the children of God, they lived, everything were holistic, you know, their, their family, their business, their money, their faith, everything kind of revolved and merged all together. So the Greco-Roman culture started splitting that up. And the first world that all of us live in now is really a byproduct of the segmented lives of the Greco-Roman culture. And so we have to decide, we have to understand that the reason that most of us are challenged when like myself, I'm, I'm going to be successful in business and I'm working hard at it. And then all of a sudden I become a follower of Christ and I feel like, oh boy, I need to go to church. Well, I'm working, working, working my tail off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, sometimes maybe not bringing my integrity in like I need to, and sometimes compromising my faith. And then Sunday, I walk into the church building. That's when most people go to churches, I guess, on Sundays. And, you know, I try to act real pious and, you know, act like I'm a child of God and all of that. And then, so I do all that kind of stuff. And then Monday, I go right back at it again. Well, that's not really the way we're designed and created. We are designed for all of it to be 24-7. And so the way I incorporate it, to go back to the question you asked, Mm -hmm. is that I ask myself the question of all the segments of my life. Am I submitting this portion of my life to the authority of my father, which the words that I use, am I operating in his kingdom, the kingdom of God? And that is, am I allowing God to rule and reign in the area of my marriage? Am I allowing God to rule and reign in the area of my podcast, my business that I operate? Am I allowing God to rule and reign in my checkbook, my finances, my money, my investments? Am I allowing God to rule and reign in how I parent and work with my children? They're grown, but I'm still their parent. And now we have grandchildren, which is really cool. But so really... Noni, we almost have to ask ourselves the question on an ongoing basis over and over again, am I allowing God to rule and reign in the area of my business? Because if we don't ask that, it is very easy to slip over, I'll call it to slip out of what's the kingdom of God mindset into the Babylonian Greco-Roman system mindset. And We've seen it, we've all done it, and we really know what it is. So we have to be very, I'll use a great word that you have. You have to be very intentional mm. about operating and functioning in that kingdom of God. 
And yeah, that's true. You have to be intentional and keep auditing everything that you do against is it giving back glory to God. And so I think that's very important. And um, what are some practical habits or things you've come up with to continuously stay on track business-wise or whatever, to always bring all your segments back into the presence of God? Is there anything you intentionally, practically do? Or is it just the mindset? Well, I, I do think it's a mindset, but I think we do have to be intentional. And one of the primary things for me, and and I say this, this is a little bit vulnerable, but mm. I've even noticed in the last 12 months with, you know, pandemic and all the news and the, the you know, the suffering and all that's going on in the world, how I even got off track with this. And, and it kind of helped me understand how important it is. Noni, I, and everyone I think has to identify this on their, on their own, but for me, I have to do a few things that are very practical. Number one, when I go to bed at night, which I'm actually in an RV, so it's only about 20 feet behind me is where the bed is. It's not like we've got a big, huge home. But when I go to bed at night, I don't take any devices to bed with me. No phones, no iPhone, no iPad, no computers, no nothing like that. I do have a physical book by my bedside that I do read, but I don't have things that get access to the to the internet because if I do that, then that allows me to step into things in the world that I would just rather not do right before my eyes close and I go to bed. So that also means that I don't put my hands on a phone or a device first thing in the morning when I wake up. And what I'm very diligent about is first thing in the morning is I usually will put a podcast. I'll put something in my ear and I'll listen to a podcast before I start checking emails, before I look at news. And that's one of the things that I messed up on in you know, March, April, May of 2020, when there was a pandemic that was, you know, sweeping our country and really parts of the world, I felt as if I may need to see the news and find out what happened overnight. And this is not to belittle anything that went on, but I realized I didn't need to know all of that. And so, Mm -hmm. and so I really understood I needed to get up in the morning. I do a couple of things. I listen to something that's hopefully positive and encouraging. And I'll drink my water and sometimes get, you know, get my coffee and I'll sit down with a notepad, my journal, and I'll sit down with my Bible. And my first thing in the morning on the mornings that I do it extremely well, Noni, is I spend quiet time with the Father. And I do that by reading his word, by studying. I'm studying topics usually that I, that I like to spend, you know, deeper time and they're topics that last for weeks and sometimes months and years that I'm studying out every morning. And then I will journal and have that conversation that we talked about at the beginning. And generally, if I do that consistently, those are the steps that make my days much, much better than days where I do not do that. Okay, I, I agree with that. It's how you start your day. It's how you end your day. Very important. Simple yet powerful tips. So one of my final questions, how would you want to rem- be remembered? What's your legacy? What do you want to be remembered as? I, 
That's such an interesting question because there was a period of time in my life where I thought about that quite a bit. <laughs> and what's it? Yeah. What's interesting is that I, I, I don't know if I'm putting it off or I just don't want to think about it. I mean, listen, I, I, I want to be considered as someone who is a, who is definitely a child of God, who is obedient, who is a good husband and a good father. All of that is, is, uh, is vital to me. But, but the thing that I, I think is most important to me now, right now, as you're asking this, is that I want to be walking in as best I can. And there's no, I don't think there's possibility for perfection. Maybe there's excellence, but not perfection. I want to be walking in the assignment that God has for my life right now, today. And, and I, I, I don't, I don't want to have regrets over maybe something from yesterday. And I don't want to look too far ahead to tomorrow. I want to really be walking in that assignment. That's really what I do on a daily, day, daily basis. When I sit down with my quiet time and say, Lord, what's the assignment that you have for me today? What would you like for me to do right now today? And so I would like to be one that had more days than not doing that. That would be a great legacy. Yes, that's a beautiful legacy. And I'm sure you do a very good job at it. And any final words to my listeners? No, I just I want to <laughs> encourage people. I mean, there could be some of this, there could be some of this conversation that I would hope it all is encouraging, but but I I, I know this that our Heavenly Father, our Creator, desires and craves to have relationship with everyone that's hearing this conversation that's within, however they're listening with, you know, something in their ears or speaker or whatever. And there's some people that are probably going, I don't know that I'm worthy of that. I'm not sure that I really can have relationship. And I just want to tell them that, yes, you can. All you have to do is just be still and quiet and just say, Lord, I need you and I would love to have a relationship with you. And I can promise you he will meet you and connect with you and communicate with you. And, and he loves you and just desires to have relationship with his creation. And so I would just, if anyone's listening and if something we've said has challenged them or they've agreed with, disagreed with, whatever, I would just like to leave them with that. He wants relationship with you. Thank you for tuning in. And I hope you can make this space a home for your heart. 